Twice the night before Christmas, and all through the Hold house... it now, wait, hold it. That's played out. Hit it! Don't you give me all that jive about things you wrote before eyes alive. Cause this ain't 1823, ain't even 1970. Now I'm the guy named Curtis Blow, and Christmas is one thing I know. So every year, just about this time, I celebrate it with a rhyme. To date, the hip-hop Nutcracker has been performed more than 200 times in 70 cities, reaching tens of thousands of audience members across the country. The Nutcracker celebrates love, community, and the magic of the holiday season. And who better to lead the cast in delivering this message than the hip-hop legend himself, Curtis Blow. He's an American rapper, singer, songwriter, record and film producer, a b-boy, a DJ, a public speaker, and hey, he's even a minister. He was the first commercially successful rapper and the first to sign with a major label. So when I sat down to talk to him about being signed, he told me something that I never would have expected. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. How are you? I'm mighty fine. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, I am yes. so excited. I know. I know. I am so excited. I actually could not sleep for the last three days. I was so excited to speak with you. Back in 1979, at the age of 20, you became the first rapper to be signed by a major label, Mercury Records. Take me back to that time. Tell me what it felt like. Wow. That was an awesome time for <laughs> the young Kurt Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was awesome. I tell you, we were in the studio in August of 1979 mm-hmm. uh, doing the song Christmas Rap. So uh, my producer, Robert Ford Jr., Rocky, we called him, uh, rest in peace. He went out to 20 different labels and couldn't get a record deal. Now, mind you, the Sugar Hill Gang was the number one thing all over the planet. Mm -hmm. You know, every bus, every car, every train, every boombox, every radio station was playing Rapper's Delight. And so we tried to get a record deal, and two people liked the song. The one guy, he was from Panorama Records. He liked the song. He took it up the flagpole to the vice president, and they turned it down. Now, this guy, he eventually left Anaranda Records and started his own label, and three years later signed Run DMC, and that was Profile Records and Corey Robbins, right? Mm. The next guy was an English fellow all the way in the U.K., his name was John Staines, a A&R director. He loved the song. He said, man, we can recoup this record in six months, so let's sign him up. I got the record to deal. Now, little did everyone know, my first record deal, I was an import artist. I was a British artist <laughs> living in Harlem. Mm. And my records came back to America on import. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. That's crazy. And you know what else is interesting? Given the fact that you said Run DMC was signed, most people don't know that Run began his career billing himself as the son of Curtis Blow. 
Yes, yes. And we were a dynamic duo. Yes, yes. That he is... would come out and I would DJ for him. He would come out and rap. And then he would go behind the turntables and DJ for me. And I would come out and rap. And I, the last song I would sing would be Christmas rapping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was amazing. You know, and shout out to Run, Reverend Run, because Come Soon is a, a Disney extravaganza of the hip hop nutcracker featuring the son of Curtis Blow, Reverend DJ Run. Wow. Did I just get a scoop? Yes, yes, it's coming out. The air date is November 25th on Disney, everyone. You can stream it live. Look at you. So let's talk about this a little bit. So the label released Christmas Rapping. It sold over 400 million copies, becoming one of the first commercially successful hip-hop singles. Did you know right away that hip-hop was a thing that was going to be here to say? Oh, yes. I, I banked on it early in my career. You know, I actually went to college and majored in communications, was, which was a field I thought that was relative to hip hop being a, you know, the oratory mm-hmm. and uh, the way we dance, the way we sing is culture, uh, 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 entertainment. And uh, I banked on the career way back then. And uh The rest is history. Thank God. Yes. So now let's fast forward quite a bit. In June of 2022, you celebrated the 40th year anniversary of the breaks. What did that feel like? What did it feel like? 40 years. Wow. You know, it's just an awesome feeling. You know, it's hard, so hard to describe the, feeling of joy and, 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 and gratefulness, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, being uh, the first, you know, it's actually the first certified gold rap song for the history of hip hop. Mm-hmm. And that is a major, major feat, you know? Yeah. Uh, I tell people all the time, you know, uh, these are the bricks. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So let's let's literally right. Exactly. <laughs> you you broke an entire genre of music, and I I was listening to quite a bit of your music recently. So let's let's do this. And in, in 1985, you released the album America, and you had this huge top five hit, of course. If I ruled the world, which landed on the Billboard R and B charts as well. So. Take me back to that moment when you found out that this was a huge hit for you. Well, it was also uh, on the soundtrack of the movie mm-hmm. Crush Groove. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I was so busy. I was a hot producer. I was producing the Fat Boys uh, second album. I was producing the America album as mm-hmm. well. And I was producing uh, the soundtrack for Crush Groove. So... I was working in studios and we had a deadline when we were filming the movie uh, of of three weeks. We filmed that whole movie. So I was in the studio every night, three studios going, and I had to make a a call, a movie call, but a set call at 6.30 in the morning. So I didn't get any sleep at all for three weeks it seems like and it was a whole lot of hard work 
but uh, it paid off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I thank God that uh, the song was successful and the albums were successful. They were three gold albums. And <laughs> I thank God it was incredible. It's a, 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 a monumental time in my life. So we know that Nas and Lauren paid tribute to you when they um, when they reintroduced that song to so many people. And obviously it's it's a classic hip hop song. on YouTube and I'm watching the video I'm feeling all nostalgic and I see this one comment so I'm going to read this to you someone said that that was probably the greatest release of all time because Curtis crossed over two musical genres and one was one of the first rappers to introduce the rest of the world outside of Washington DC to go-go music which had already been out for decades and most people even in New York, didn't know about it. All we knew was that the song was a hit and Curtis was dope. How does that make you feel? This was a recent comment. Wow, that that's awesome, you know. And my shout-out goes out to all of those Go Bo Go bands mm-hmm. from EU Freeze to uh, Trouble Funk to even the, 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 the Godfather, you know, uh, 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 of hip, uh, of go-go music, Chuck Brown, and rest in peace to Chuck Brown. Uh, and that whole style of, of music was so very funky to me. I loved it, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the percussion, the drums, the beats, right? And the cowbell and, and, and the, the rototoms and all of these tom-toms, the percussion, it just goes back to what I think my theory is uh, hip-hop is the innate love of the drum. Mm. Mm. That You know what? I, I, I agree 100%. You have children nowadays listening to hip-hop to learn their alphabet, to learn how to add, to learn... The, the, the days of the week, it is really a universal sound. And I think the drum, you're right. I think it drives that that excitement, that need to move, the need to be a part of this type of music. You're absolutely right. Now, you have always been an right. innovator, right? You've always been a, you. You've always been ahead of the curve, the hip-hop nutcracker. So how would you describe the hip-hop nutcracker, to our listeners or someone like me who will be attending this year for the very first time? Well, the hip-hop nutcracker, we're coming up on our 10th season, and it is a one-of-a-kind holiday experience that brings the whole family together with that that uh, love, that, that message and our theme is love conquers all. And it's much needed now, mm-hmm. you know, doing present times uh, with all of the things that are going on, we need to uh, experience and exercise and communicate and show love to mm-hmm. everyone. It's mm-hmm. much needed. What's your role in the show? 
Well, I am the host and MC of the show. So hey. I come out in the beginning and I get everyone prepared for the show that they're about to see and uh, take them back to the old school hip hop and sing a medley of old school songs and everyone is uh, dancing in the aisles and throwing their hands in the air and just having a good time. And uh, 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 I sing a song at the end of the intro called New Year's Eve. And in the middle, I, I have everyone uh, count down from 10 to 1. And when we get the 1, we scream really loud, Happy New Year! <laughs> and that's when the show starts. And then I come back at the end, and I sing the breaks with the whole cast and crew. And again, we're having a great time, a lot of fun on stage, doing solos and uh, representing our styles and everything. And mm -hmm. The audience is cheering and having a great time and singing and dancing in the aisles, throwing their hands in the air, and it's uh, just a special time. So audiences will leave feeling good inside and feeling revitalized and that spirit of love for the holiday season, and love conquers all. Now, clearly, that is a totally different version of the Nutcracker that we're used to. And I went to an arts high school, so I have a certain love for classical music, and I'm a hip-hop artist as well. How would you say classical music has influenced hip-hop and hip-hop artists? Oh, that's the whole idea. That's a good question. That's the whole idea and theme and contention of the hip-hop nutcracker is that we are remixing this classical uh, timeless music of Tchaikovsky and classical music and the fusion of hip-hop beats under the classical music is incredible, unbelievable to uh, witness. And so the classical music, again, is the basis of what we call music theory. Mm -hmm. We learn about music and how to write songs and scientists of sound we study music theory, and the basics of music theory is, you know, classical music, learning all how to count beats, learning the different instruments when you pursue your career. So it's the basics of music mm -hmm. is to learn about classical music, and that's how we are taught. So you, you talk. Write songs. Yeah, you talked a little bit about um, at one point in the show, you bring out all the dancers and everyone has like this joyous moment on stage. Tell me a little bit about the dancers and the cast that you're working with. Well, these dancers are the most talented dancers in uh, around the world. Uh, I actually called them the B-Boy and B-Girl Dream Team. Okay. They get 100 percent every night they are so passionate and energetic and you will feel and see and witness the love that they bring to every night every show and every stage it's awesome to be working with so many talented young individuals that love hip-hop so this is the 10th year anniversary of the hip-hop nutcracker so I know there has to be some evolution in production. If you came year one and you're coming this year, what would be the difference? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, I, I have to shout out 
our creator and founder and main lead choreographer. Her name is Jennifer Weber. She has done an amazing job every year with different add-ons and adaptations and transitions from the choreography to the story itself. Uh, you know, the story is about two young people that fall in love and their, their, their love creates a special magic that can defeat evil mm. and they do it. And we need that now more than ever. So that, that is it. I can't wait to see what Gemma, Jennifer Weber comes up this year because she always comes up with some some new uh, adaptations that uh, are amazing to see. So we'll, I'm getting ready to go to rehearsal uh, two days from now, and I'll see what she comes up with. And I know it's going to be great. So the evolution of the show is even a surprise to you each year. It changes yearly? Yes, yes. There are a couple of changes every year. Wow. Uh, whether it be in the actual lineup of dancers. Uh, but we have um, an incredible, awesome lineup of, of talented dancers that I say. We also uh, have a DJ, DJ Boo is incredible mixing the hip-hop beats under the classical music and we have our own violinist who comes out and rocks the house with a a dj playing hip-hop beats under his uh classical violin solos and that's incredible to see as well this sounds so amazing i have one last question for you so you've had a heart transplant and how does that how had the how's that how has this changed your life and your performance career okay um my heart transplant i i just i'm so grateful and overjoyed to still be alive and uh, i'll tell you uh, um my heart transplant gave me a change of heart mm-hmm. i am a walking living breathing testimony of the power of God and the fact that God is still in the miracle business and uh, uh, what God did for me, God can also do for you. God is able. So that's my spiel that I, I tell everyone that I meet. I love God and obviously God loves me because I'm still here and God loves you too. And, when and you I t- love you too. When, well, I love you. I love me some Curtis Blow. A bus breaks on the car, breaks to make you a superstar, breaks to win and breaks to lose. But these here breaks rock your shoes, and these are the brakes. Break it up, break it up, break it up.